Sir Arthur Conan Doyle said, I never guess. It's a capital mistake to theorize before one has data. Insensibly, one begins to twist facts to suit theories instead of theories to suit facts. I'm Leah Levy, co-founder of Nanatomedia, and this is In Camera Podcast, where we do no guesswork, only data analysis. podcast private legal marketing conversations grace how are you today good how are you leo i'm good grace another week an, an interesting week right yesterday we had the four ceos of the top tech companies in front of congress grace i'm going to tell you something i don't think a lot's going to come out of that right i listened a little bit to what went on there but here's my thing i definitely think that there's going to be a change to come I don't know if it's going to be within the next few months or if it's going to take years, but the reality is that something's going to happen right with these massive, huge tech companies. And, you know, marketing is going to get the marketing done through those platforms is also going to get uh, impacted by it. Right. And I'm, I'm just bringing it up because one of the recurring topics that we always talk about here in the podcast is that we need to stay agile and we cannot build entire strategies just on one single platform, right? And right. so diversification, it's a major component here. I mean, obviously, Facebook ads and the whole Facebook platform is big time under fire. Will it get regulated or not over time, Grace? It's something that we all need to keep in mind. And that is why it's so important that you are not just building your entire strategy relying on these platforms that may at some point get some sort of regulation that can interfere in the way your business runs, right? And so I just, you know, whenever news about this happen, I definitely pay a lot of attention and try to anticipate what could potentially be happening in the next coming months. So just putting it out there because it just happened yesterday, Grace, but how are you? Well, I know before we even started the podcast, we were kind of discussing that because we're both in some crazy hot spots. Um, you know, you in Texas, me in Florida. So, you know, everything seems to still be going crazy around you and around me. Yeah. Uh, but it, I mean, what are we going to do? We just keep moving forward because you can that's only right, have your adrenaline high for so long. Yes. So th that's why I'm glad that this is a this is going to be a very interesting conversation and I'll let you go on with it. Yeah, absolutely, Grace. It's going to be a very, very interesting conversation, right? And one that actually is going to help us to better see reality and things and how, up to a certain extent, while we are still in the midst of a horrible pandemic, a lot of other things have seemed to normalize. And I think we'll discover a lot of that through this conversation. So without further ado, I'll let you go ahead and introduce our special guest. All right, let's get it to it. All right, everybody. So I have a special treat for you today. Um, again, related to COVID and everything that's going on, this is probably perfect timing um, regarding trends and being agile and pivoting, right? So for today's conversation, on the, we, it's going to be on the impact of COVID-19 on law firms' website traffic. We are happy to welcome Tom Pacey from Engage Live Chat. Tom is the director of Engage Live Chat, 
It's a platform that helps law firms convert website visitors into a client through personalization and branded chat conversations that also help users get what they need quickly and efficiently. Thank you for visiting us and being a part of our podcast today, Tom. I'm very excited to be here. Thank you for having me on. Thank you very much for being here, Tom. And as a fellow Austinite, how how are you? How have you been surviving the pandemic? I have. Uh, it's been it's been interesting. So I'm surviving. Um, I, I, you know, a lot of people are working home, from home right now, and um, this I'm no different. Working from home. Uh, I have a nine month old, so that's proposed some some challenges. Definitely uh, finding some some quiet space. Um, <laughs> This pandemic has really affected a lot of things, but you know, just with like with anything in life, try and find a silver lining. And um, I just look at the fact that I've uh, been able to spend more time with my daughter and and watch her grow these first nine months. So that that's been awesome. But uh, yeah, this is it's it's been a change, but uh, we're learning and growing and adapting. And I, I'm excited to one this pandemic to be over and um, just get back to normal. I'm sure everybody else feels the same way. Absolutely. But uh, the reality is that nothing is far from over here. We're still in the midst of it, Tom. But let's be let's be real and be, let's really, really, rather than uh, dramatize things and just get ourselves negative about uh, how bad everything is and, and, and how badly this has impacted all, let's now really look at some real data as to how the pandemic had impacted law firms' website activity, right? And the correlation between websites' um, visitors to the overall business of law will pretty much relies on the fact that if people are searching and visiting law firm websites, the assumption is that they are in need or interested to hiring an attorney, right? The funnel can have uh, all kinds of people in between people who are super ready to hire someone and people who are just kind of like at, like at a, the awareness stage. Mm -hmm. But the bottom line is that as long as there is traffic, it means that there is a need. Right. And I know uh, because we've had before a colleague of yours from Engage, Brett, come and join us for a conversation about live chat and how it has helped law firms to better connect with their website visitors. We know that your chat widget, it's live in over... 10, sorry, 8,000 websites that are uh, law firm websites. Am I correct, Tom, there? That is correct. So we have our service on over 8,000 legal websites at this point. It's it's grown exponentially. And um, I, I don't know if this is surprising, but it's uh, firms signing up to add live chat to their websites has actually increased during the COVID pandemic. Uh, Wait a second there. So you guys have added the option of signing up through live chat? So we have, well, that may be a, a question to come back to, but we have had more firms join adding live chat to their to their okay. web properties during okay. COVID um, than during a normal time. Yeah, and, and it makes sense. It absolutely makes sense. And we're going to see uh, why in just one moment, right? So so let's just start with a very, very, very high-level overview. How does the traffic for 2020 year-to-date compare to where we were year-to-date a year ago? It's very interesting. I mean, I'm sure we all would expect that there was some sort of a hit to, to traffic, to legal websites. Um, 
you know, probably the reasons for those is, you know, not many people driving, so less motor vehicle accidents. Um, along with less driving, there's going to be fewer, fewer DUIs, bars are closed. Um, so overall, all traffic to personal injury websites and, and DUIs, uh, criminal defense ha have been down. And um, what we, we've seen overall is, you know, when the first, when the pandemic really started, um, when it was back in March, kind of April, traffic and traffic was down around 30%. On, on legal websites, which was shocking. Um, that's that's a huge drop. Um, things have s slowly started to to gain speed again, but um, that was a major decrease. Yeah, absolutely. And I think, as you very well said, understandable, right? I think people were still struggling with the idea of how COVID was going to impact them and such. So. Obviously, websites uh, for law firms may not have been really the priority at that time in people's minds. But it seems here that, you know, that real massive drop did not last for very long. We see here, because you're sharing here with us a chart that kind of like illustrates the number of live chat sessions that have been initiated throughout all of these 8,000 websites, plus additional platforms like Nolo over the last uh, well, pretty much since the beginning of the year. And so while we do see that right on mid-March, there is a massive drop, uh, as you've said, that uh, it's a 30% sharp decline, pretty much almost instantaneously from April, it's been a, a steady climb with a few, with a very few dips that potentially can be attributed to the bank holidays that we have in between, right? Whether that's uh, 4th of July or uh, Memorial Day weekend. But other than that, it's been an increase to the point, uh, Tom, that from what I'm seeing here, like right now in July, we are very, 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 very close to same traffic and live chat sessions to where we were in 2019 that's or, or am i reading this wrong no you're reading that absolutely correct so yeah when this started we saw a fairly immediate decrease 30 percent, like you mentioned and then we have seen a, a slowly uh as as states have kind of eased up on on the lockdown and quarantine um in may that number was up closer to a 25 decrease in traffic and leads um and then june um, even uh, only down 15%. And by July, we're pretty close to where we were in 2019, still down uh, around 5 to 10%, but um, definitely getting back to where we were. And, you know, we're, we're just finishing up July. And typically, July is a slower month due to the holidays, like you mentioned. The week, the week of the 4th of July is. Um, we always see a, a major decrease in traffic and new leads. Yeah. And so, you know what I did, um, Tom, I took your chart and I went um, to Google Keyword Planner just to pull out a historical record of how the search volume has been just very, very high level across the whole United States for keywords lawyer attorney. Mm -hmm. And I wanted to kind of do a side-by-side -side comparison here. And it's... so. Here are the things that really, really strike me. One thing, and a lot of people fail to acknowledge this, is but one of them is that 2020 had one of the strongest first couple of months in the year that 
we have seen in a very, very long time for law firms in general. So traffic levels and search queries related to legal matters, attorneys, lawyers, in the month of January were the highest that they have been in a very, very, very long time, right? So that in a way or another had a, uh, an impact in making look the effect that COVID had had even more dramatic than it would have been if, if the pandemic would have started, say, you on the last quarter of last year. Right. Now, the other thing is that when I look at the most recent months, based on the data that Google, that Google is showing us, the search volume has pretty much gone back to be what it was prior to the beginning of COVID and higher than we were a year ago. And it's very similar to what you're saying. While in your case, it's not necessarily showing higher levels than 2019, the search queries that have been completed in Google is definitely at the same level that they were at the beginning of COVID and higher than it was, for instance, in July of last year. And so that pretty much tells us where we are right now in terms of people having moved past the challenge of COVID in the sense that that being a, a roadblock to seeking legal help or representation. And in some cases, which you're probably going to be able to share with us some data, maybe the, the actual cause why people are searching for legal representation. So before we move into that, you've mentioned something at the beginning, which was that some law firms actually decided to hire you guys after the pandemic really initiated why was that? And how is it that you were able to support law firms during uh, those crazy first weeks of COVID-19? Yeah, it was interesting. I had a lot of conversations with with clients and or um, people that were calling in to engage to get some more information. And what they were really looking for is a way to let the public know, hey, my office is still open. Um, and you can reach out to me, I can still help out. And they were looking for every opportunity possible to potentially get that, that lead. And the more avenues that you provide people to contact the firm, uh, the better off you're going to be. So if there's fewer, fewer searches, fewer people with legal issues, um, you're gonna have to put more effort into it to capturing that lead. And so, Engage was just another avenue to provide to capture those leads. And another thing we were doing, I know it's commonplace now that almost every business has a disclaimer on their website saying, you know, through COVID-19, we are, we are open for business. Uh, we're doing video calls, things like that. But really, since day one of the pandemic, we changed our, our graphics to rather than just saying, you know, click here for live chat. We were proactive and added, you know, through this COVID-19, we are still open. Um, please use the live chat and we can set up a video conference or video com consultation with the firm. So just letting the, the business know that just because COVID is going on doesn't mean they should put their legal matters on hold. I can only imagine how much of a help it was for law firms who had to transition to working from home and some of them that may not have had their entire telephone system or case management software implemented in the cloud 
potentially had some issues, right? And they were potentially uh, having to deal with a lot of things simultaneously. So having a live chat support was potentially a great way to ease that uh, pressure and still be able to give a solution to prospects or even existing clients that were trying to connect to the law firm. Would you say that you saw an increase of inquiries of either existing clients or clients who were just signed that uh, were looking to connect with law firms, but they just could not get a hold of them uh, through other traditional ways, phone, email? No doubt, especially when this first when this first hit, because you know it, it was so sudden and a lot of firms, like you mentioned, were, were not set up with phone systems that were necessarily great for having a remote office. So maybe you called into the main line, someone may or may not answer, and you know there may be issues transferring you to the attorney or transferring you to whichever department you needed to get to. So that was, that was a big issue. And so we did see a lot of existing clients using the chat and just saying, you know, can you please have so-and-so reach out to me, just forward my contact information along, or, um, you know, I have, as an example, we saw a lot of current clients trying to reach their attorneys because the phone systems may not have been working at all because they were going to the office rather than someone's cell phone at home. So they would reach out and say, you know, my, I have a, a child custody issue. Um, we're all on lockdown right now. I can't leave my house. How is that going to impact my, my child custody situation? And so it, the live chat just added another avenue where they knew that they were going to get a live person corresponding with them if the phone was not available um, to get whoever they needed to speak to on the line. Does that answer the, the question? Yes, it does. Thank you so much. It sure does answer the question. And the kind of, you know, since we're talking about kind of trends and, and seeing what's happening as a whole, I want to drill down just a little bit and kind of specifically ask, what have you seen with certain practice areas? So what practice areas have suffered the most that you've seen? And on the, you know, on the reverse of that, what practice areas have you seen an increase or even potentially stable traffic flows? Or have there been any stable ones? So motor uh, firms that specialize in motor vehicle accidents um, or personal injury matters were, were definitely impacted the most by far. Um, you know, people aren't driving, like I mentioned, um, people not going to stores, not going out and about as much. So there's definitely going to be fewer slip and fall in incidents, things like that. Um, but then there were there were several practice areas that saw an increase. And, you know, it's things like uh, divorce firms, family law, family law primarily. So, you know, increase in, in divorce inquiries. Um, unfortunately, you know, there's uh, an increase in, in maybe child abuse cases. So people needed attorneys for that, um, as well as um, people asking, uh, reaching out to bankruptcy firms. Um, you know, it's sad, but that's the reality of what is going on in many parts of the country. So having questions about whether they should file for bankruptcy, as well as a lot of questions about government checks, when they, when they can receive government aid and things of that matter. So uh, family law saw an increase, bankruptcy law, as well as estate planning. Wow. 
I mean, it makes sense, you know, and, and I think we've talked about it, Liel, right, on other podcasts before, or specifically that, you know, we've seen kind of the same trends on the numbers, right? We're increase in traffic, you know, unfortunately, divorce and so on and so on, just like you mentioned. Yeah. So um, it makes sense. But so yeah, no, sorry, I'm, I was just going to comment there that it's kind of like interesting, because again, we're your data shows the number of conversations initiated through live chat, right? And I think, uh, you know, when you look at actual traffic altogether in general, without necessarily looking at the means that they actually use to communicate with the law firm or to initiate, to convert, I think you. I, I think the reason why uh, potentially, you know, family law for an engage will, will, will show a uh, high number of uh, live chat sessions is because the nature of the problems that it was being dealt with, right? Imagine on a lockdown, talk about matters as child abuse, like how terrible is that and how to do that with other family members around you. Obviously, live chat is the best way to move forward, the most uh, safe way to do so as well. And and potentially other things that, per that pertain to that, I, I can see that being the case. When I go back, Grace, when you and I were doing our search uh, volume uh, checkups, it was it, it was a little bit uh, hard to actually see that trend uh, being uh, reflected. We were not able to really point out the increase on um, uh, family law uh, search queries and such. But this can also be right because a lot of these queries may have already been initiated through direct traffic. So people who have already have people who already have an attorney that is helped them through divorce and now they need to uh, revisit uh, child custody through COVID, right? So they potentially did a direct visit and then started a chat conversation. Tom, is that potentially what it could be in these particular practice areas, right? Maybe with the exemption of bankruptcy, that obviously you know you don't look for a bankruptcy attorney until you actually uh, filing for bankruptcy, but estate planning, you potentially already have an attorney that you're working with before COVID, right? If you drafted a will a few years ago, but now want to make some changes or whatever, because you're scared for COVID, then you're probably going to contact somebody you've already worked with. Uh, same with a uh, family law. Could that be the case? That is definitely the case. Um, I, I, I think a lot of people do have especially with estate planning, they may already have someone in mind that they're either working with or it's someone that was referred to them from a, a you know, friend or family. So they're not necessarily doing a Google search. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Another industry that was, um, I, I hadn't mentioned this yet was, was real estate. Um, that we saw a large in increase with that as well. Yeah. I was surprised. I can imagine, um, you know, I, I, people in my own neighborhood actually started moving in. I live in a, in a development where there's houses and I, I did notice that. And I kind of thought to myself, it's kind of surprising that real estate would, you know, increase, but I did see a lot of people moving and, you know, I, I, you know, on that, on the flip side from your side of it, I think that kind of helps me kind of ask this next question too, because I just kind of want to know with all of the things going on, I imagine there must be some kind of trend in terms of the questions being asked. And so since COVID-19, have you seen some, I guess, a trend or a commonality in new questions that have been asked? Or can you share some of those new questions that you might have seen? 
Yes. Um, so like I mentioned with, with bankruptcy or any type of firm that handles financial situations, there were uh, tons of questions about when am I getting my check? How can I find out when I'm getting uh, support for my business? Things like that. Um, another major one that took place was um, with family law, just, you know, I have my kids and the custody. Um, how, how does that impact? How, how is quarantine and lockdown going to impact that? Do I have to drive my kids to to my significant uh, my ex significant others place? Um, so those questions popped up uh, and still are coming up frequently. Well, that's, that's um, as well as we see a lot of uh, inquiries where um, you know it's it's maybe a normal situation but they're wondering if that firm is willing to do a Zoom meeting or something like that, rather than having to come into the office. Hmm. Yeah, methods of communication, right? And you gotta be there when they need you and chat has seemed to be, you know, a, a huge thing for law firms as a whole. Definitely. And uh, we, we've seen an increase in, um, you know, just the number of, of law firms that we that we work out or, or work with or reach out to, they're definitely starting to realize that you need to offer more technology. Um, it's it's kind of interesting where at one point, you know, a few years ago, live chat was something that you might add to your website just just to have it. It was something new. It was something kind of cool. Um, or maybe your competitor had it and so you figured, oh, well, I better, I better have it too. Now attorneys are seeing, well, this is actually something I need to have. My, my prospects are preferring to text message. And so if I'm not offering them an, a, a text message op option, I'm missing out on a, a large number of leads. Um, so, so that's been a big thing as well as um, the, the Zoom meetings and, and using computers and cloud-based technology, things like that, where before they may not have been comfortable using that, but those softwares have become so easy to use that even the, the firms that were uh, slow to adopt, you know, live chat or answering service or anything tech-based, they're hopping on it and it's, it's working out really well for them. Tom, obviously there's a lot of upsides to diversifying the ways in which your potential clients can connect with you. So that is, uh, without a doubt, one of the reasons why uh, live chat is a great component to have on your site. But my thing about the live chat is that you know you collect so much information as well through there, right? Uh, you get many questions from users uh, that are coming to the website and are seeking for help. Do you see actually law firms using those transcripts rather than just to verify whether the leads are of the quality that they want or not to find ways that they can actually improve the user's experience on their own websites by creating content that actually answers those inquiries that they have or potentially even use that information to add it and create content for their social media channels to address recurring questions. Yes, absolutely. And I'll give you one example without giving the, the law firm's name away, but um, they were, uh, there was a situation in Ohio where 
for, for whatever reason, there was an increase in people wondering if their driver's license was suspended by the state. And I don't know the full story behind why there was a sudden increase. And this took place in, uh, I believe it was the end of May. And one law firm had a blog post that just somewhere mentioned um, license suspension. And so they were getting all kinds of inquiries where people were reaching out and they were, they were thinking the law firm was the better, uh, where they were actually reaching out to the Department of Motor Vehicles to see if they needed to come in and take care of their license, which was really bizarre. I mean, they were getting at least 10 of these contacts a day. So what they did, they used that information to reach out to their, uh, their web company and make edits to that blog so that they would no longer show up first on Google for someone searching, is my license suspended in Ohio? So we have, we have seen um, a lot of that where they'll um, take, if, if they're seeing a lot of practice or a lot of questions that are maybe outside of their practice area or what they're going after, we can usually track or we can always track which page those chats are taking place on and they can adjust their website accordingly. So if they're getting a lot of inquiries about something that they are not still going after, we just remove that page from the website or at least remove the chat from that website so they're getting fewer and fewer inquiries about that irrelevant matter to their firm. I would remove the chat. I would never remove the web the website page. Uh, <laughs> I think, you know, uh, it's at the end of the day, brand awareness, and you definitely want to make sure that you are uh, a source of reference for or an information for for your community that's uh, searching for 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 that stuff. But it does make a lot of sense for you, right? Of course, you need to optimize your chat performance. You want to make sure that you're visible in the pages that people are converting uh, at a higher rate. So why don't you why don't you give out a few of which pages tend to have the higher conversion rate, or the ones that actually tend to bring the best quality chat sessions? Definitely. Um... Homepage is number one by far. And uh, firms sometimes opt to not have chat on their homepage for whatever reason. And they'll sometimes see a decrease of up to 60% in leads. Um, homepage is always the best page to have live chat on. From there, um, I would say it is the, um, the, the bio page of the attorneys. Uh, there's a obviously a large subset of people that are looking for an attorney and they're going to read the the bio before they're going to reach out to that particular firm. So the homepage, the bio page, and then the practice areas would be third. Now, I have another question following up on that. So obviously homepage is your highest intent client, the one who has no patience at all, right? Just landed on the page, wants to convert fast, chat, their method of choice, they could have chose telephone call, web form submission, they just want to get with someone as soon as possible, right? But um, what's the usual journey? How many pages uh, users visit before they actually convert into a live chat session? Is it usually one? Is it usually two? What would you say is the average? So it's interesting because we do track that with uh, Google Analytics and uh, our, our monthly reports show which page the visitor started their uh, which page they came to the website on, as well as which page the chat started on. And oftentimes, it's they, they land on the homepage from a Google search, and then they go to the, uh, the practice area. 
So a lot of firms may be going after, um, you know, Zantac right now or some, some, something specific like that. And they'll go to the homepage and then directly immediately to that Zantac page. And that's where they're going to chat. So I, I would say it's usually two pages. It's the second page that they're on that they're going to use the chat. Um, you know, if a firm's doing a, a very high volume, like a pay-per-click campaign or something like that, where they're just creating a landing page, obviously it's gonna, the chat's gonna take place right on that, that homepage um, of the landing page itself. So with all these kind of slight changes and different things going on with website traffic, how do you, what have you seen and how have law firms responded to this change? And can you, you know, potentially share some examples on, you know, the positive and negative changes to the, you know, in the current circumstances that we have? Sure. With positive, I think it's been, I think firms have done a great job adapting to the current situation. The majority of law firms now are offering some sort of video conferencing or um, just getting better at offering phone consultations, which maybe they didn't offer as frequently before. So I, I think that's been great. Um, some of the, the downside has been with the offices working remotely, not every firm is that way. Some of them, you know, they may get a call to the main office line and they may not follow up with that lead for 24 hours, 36 hours. And that's most likely going to be an opportunity lost. So it's 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 interesting where you have firms that really adapted. They added the live chat. They they figured out a phone system where someone calls. It's going to maybe they have a phone uh, a system where it goes to multiple attorneys as well as the the office manager. Everybody's getting that call. Someone's taking it every single time, and they're doing a great job. Their their practices are thriving. They haven't seen. Uh, too much of a dip in in cases and leads, while other ones that did not change anything, just kind of waiting this whole thing out, they're seeing the the decline, and um, it's it's really uh, a big difference. So some firms are handling it great, some not so great. So we're looking at law firms, right? But all of our own businesses have had to change too, right? It's either mm -hmm. adapt or don't, and you're done. So with that in mind, how has COVID-19 changed your business, Engage? And what adjustments have you had to make to your product or even your operational processes? Because I know a lot of us with the remote work had to change even the way we do business, period. Sure. So our office in, in here, Travis County, Austin, Texas, we are still um, working remote. Uh, the good thing is, you know, there's so much technology out there to to still do group meetings, video meetings. Um, you know, you can, you can still pick up the phone, email still works. Um, so our business, day-to-day -day business has not been impacted too much. But um, as far as the chat, how the chats are handled, things like that, we have made a lot of adjustments. Uh, we've seen an increase in chats coming through mobile devices. Uh, so we've, uh, last month we did a split test of a new mobile chat graphic design and that's seemed to, to improve conversion rate. Um, not too long ago, we redesigned our, our desktop version of the chat, which has also increased conversion rate. It's a little less in your face and 
um, just more, it, it, whenever uh, people are getting more and more used to live chat being available on a website. And so it's a matter of making it as easy as possible for the visitor that's going to want to use live chat for them to find it. And there's a fine line between it being in your face. If you, you know, look back six years ago, a live chat was usually popping up right in the middle of the screen and taking over the screen until you clicked yes or no. Now visitors are used to seeing a little circle or something in the bottom corner, and that's all they need. Um, the other, some of the other changes we've seen is we've had to, um, rather than just get phone numbers and email addresses and wrap up the conversation, we've began to, you know, offer, let the visitor know this firm does Zoom meetings. Is that something you're you're interested in, or are you comfortable? with the law firm getting back to you via text message. And all this stuff has really increased since COVID started. So text message, uh, a lot of visitors are liking, liking to go back and forth with the law firm through text message rather than picking up the phone call at this point. That makes sense. I mean, back to the point you were saying before and even Liel's point about, you know, divorce and custody and certain things like that, not being able to actually talk to somebody text is, you know, and chat are, are great. So that makes sense that they would um, increase in terms of something that they that you've pivoted and now have as an offering. Um, and I've also noticed for us, you know, at, at Jacobino and Lake, it's been very similar in terms of that where you have to be there and be available. Um, you know, we use text messaging, emails, you know, calls, Zoom meetings, pretty much any way that we could possibly be there for the client. So I what you're saying makes perfect sense to me. Yeah, definitely. It, it, we, uh, attorneys need to be available. You know, everybody has their own way that they want to reach out to a law firm. You have your people that are comfortable reaching out to a lawyer. You have people that have never dealt with a legal system before and they're, and they're nervous to pick up the phone and actually talk to an attorney. And those are primarily the people that are going to use live chat. So um, another thing that we've kind of, developed over the past um, couple of years is really getting live chat on as many web properties of that law firm as possible. So adding it to, you know, obviously their, their homepage or their website or their, their main firm website. Then aside from that, their, their legal profile pages. So if they have, you know, a directory listing on Avo or lawyers.com, adding the live chat option there, because while you could always pick up the phone and call or fill out a contact form through those pages, now you have that third option of live chat for the person that may not have been comfortable picking up the phone, or they just want some immediate gratification knowing that their situation was heard out by an actual person and is immediately being put into the hands of the attorney, which ultimately makes them less likely to continue their search to a competitor's website. Um, Another avenue, two other avenues that we've been doing is a Facebook Messenger. Um, people obviously, <laughs> I would assume, are spending more and more time on social media. So um, Facebook Messenger, we've seen an increase in chats there, as well as uh, Facebook ads. You can now add, um, engage directly on your Facebook ad. So while before you may have just seen the ad and had to call the firm, now you can just click message us and start your your live chat straight from there. Um, the the other option is 
SMS is big and text messaging. So live chat is obviously typing back and forth, but many firms are having us create a, a phone number for them that is, and I may be making up a word, but it textable. So they can use that number anywhere they want. So if they're doing a radio advertisement, a billboard advertisement, maybe an advertisement in um, a local magazine. I know I, there's a law firm here in Austin, Texas that they take out a half page ad in every, um, in the monthly Austin newspaper here. They can add that phone number there and say, text us. And if by some chance someone calls that number rather than texting it, they, it, it will reroute to the firm's main line, but, um, that's been taking off big too. Yeah. Text messaging is Huge. preferred method of communication for many. So, uh, Tom, that's all great. And it's really, really interesting to see what projects you've been working. Tell us a little bit more about this new mobile, uh, chat version that you've guys been working on and what's going to be different. And, um, uh, when are you guys are going to implement it? So it was in a, uh, a bit of a, a split test. We, we always are split testing things to make sure that whatever we do, it's going to increase conversion on the website. That yeah. engages main goal. We want the firm to get as many opportunities as possible. So this new graphic is, I feel it's, it's a little even less in your face than our previous one. Um, it's more sleek looking, more modern. And as a result, I, th I think people just are clicking on it more. Um, it, it doesn't cover up any of the firm's phone numbers or data or contact forms. It just floats along the bottom and it's just more sleek. So we've now- Is it a bar or is it just like a circle on the right hand side corner? So the, the main one is a bar. Um, and, and that one has, is the one that we use as standard. Uh, but I, we do always offer firms a, a couple options that they can use. So another option is the mobile. If you look at a mobile website at the bottom, that bar split in half where the bottom right of it says live chat. If a visitor clicks on that, it'll open up a chat conversation with an engage operator. And the bottom left half of that bar says text us. And so... Yeah. Well, essentially, it's doing the same thing. The the text us button is opening up into the phone's native yeah. app application, which is great because it you know you're getting the visitor's phone number at that point. So you're you're guaranteed to at least capture one way to get back in touch with that visitor. Yeah, and users also know they can leave now, decide without having to wait in place for continuing the conversation. Yes. Yeah, that it's actually really, really good. So thank you so much for sharing all of these updates and well, also so much data about what you ha guys have seen over the past few months. Now, Tom, because you, you guys have access to uh, many, many law firms, based on everything you know and everything that you have seen, what would you say are some best practices that law firms should be implementing now while we're still in pandemic mode? What are some changes or adjustments that law firms could still be doing that it's not too late and would still help them uh, give a better opportunity to their prospect clients connecting with them on the website? I would say, so I, I, would, I have three different things that I would recommend. Um, the first one would be offer the visitor as many ways as possible to contact the firm. 
and make those options as clear as possible. Don't make your visitors work to find a means to contact you. So that means your phone number should be right at the top of your website in big, clear font. If you have a vanity number, spell that number out as well. So have your vanity number there, that's great. But a lot of visitors don't wanna figure out what letter corresponds to the number. I hate that. It's more work for the visitor. <laughs> I don't, I, thank you for saying that, by the way. I didn't mean to interrupt your flow, but yes, agreed a thousand percent on the vanity numbers. Spell them out, people. Write the numbers. <laughs> yeah, put the vanity number there, but maybe next to it, just, you know, help the visitor out a little bit. Um, an easy to find contact form. It's amazing how many websites I'll go to and the contact form is either only on the contact us page or it's buried somewhere at the very bottom of the site. And not all your visitors are going to scroll all the way to the bottom of your site. They may just wanna see the very top. They see something they like at the top of your page, but no way to contact you. So they may leave. So don't bury your contact form at the bottom. Um, I would say during these times, um, especially with millennials and younger generation, texting is becoming more and more uh, important. Offer your visitors text messaging. I mentioned how Engage does that, but I'm sure there are other ways to do that as well. Um, if you have a phone number, you could always use, um, uh, it's called ZipWhip, where they can make any phone number textable. Uh, so that's an option. As well as, of course, I'm gonna say, you should offer a 24 seven responsive live chat, which means 24 seven, there is someone there replying to it live. Not an automatic response of, thank you for reaching out to us, an operator will reach out to you tomorrow. That's not a live chat, that's a bad user experience. So that would be, I guess that was a, a big first thing I would recommend is just offer as many ways to contact the firm as possible and be clear about that. Second would be, not having a cluttered website, especially a mobile website. You know, people want to see, they want to learn about the firm. Everybody has different things that they want to learn. And, and I'll get into that a little bit, but these videos that are autoplay with sound, a bunch of flashy images. In my experience, those sites don't perform as well as sites that are fairly basic, just straight to the point. Um, you know, a lot of times, especially if you're in an office environment or maybe at home and you, you may have a kid sleeping or just someone you don't want to bother, if your speaker's accidentally on full blast, all of a sudden you've got that playing and it's just irritating. And I know personally, when that happens, I just close out the page immediately because it's so loud. Um, and then you need to appeal to everyone. Not every visitor is the same that's coming to your website. And it's important that law firms understand that. Your website is not for you. Your personality, what you may use to hire an attorney is not what every visitor is going to use. And I could really break that down into four different types of, of visitors that are going to come to your website. And I think it's important that you appeal to all four of these types. So the first one would be a, a someone that's looking for, they're, they're competitive. So they're, they're logical in their decision-making 
as well as they're going to make a very quick decision on which law firm they're going to use. So things that appeal to them are going to be, you know, the numbers, hey, we settle multi-million dollar cases, you know, pound your chest a little bit, we do this, we're, we're the best, things like that. Um, just big numbers everywhere. That's competitive. And then methodical, those people are going to be logical, but their decision-making process may be a little bit slower. So they're gonna research everything on the firm. They're probably going to compare multiple firms. They're going to read reviews. Uh, they may call multiple firms. They wanna see badges on your website showing that you belong to multiple associations, things like that. They are going to dig and dig and dig and find everything out about your firm and what you've accomplished. Um, then you have your, your spontaneous buyers, uh, which are going to be very high emotion decision makers and quick with decisions. Um, so in those cases, I would say ease of contact is, is paramount there. So you need to be available 24 seven, your name's recognizable. Um, those are probably going to be the law firms that have, well, here in Austin, well, I, you know, I'm not going to say the name actually, but it's a number that you know off the top of your head. When you think of a law firm number, it's at the top of your head. Um, and then lastly, the humanistic visitor. So they're very emotional, slow decision maker. And this is, I would say this is where most law firms miss out. They don't have stories about themselves. It, they're not as, as personable. People like to see, hey, my, I have kids, they're involved in, in football or some sport, maybe they play an instrument, or maybe the attorney plays in a band every week at a local bar or something like that. Something that they can connect on on a personal level. So really being conscientious that not every visitor is the same or looking for the same thing. So if your website's only showing that you're have the big, biggest verdict in Texas history, that's not going to appeal to everybody. Yeah, that's actually one thing that we've uh, talked about in the past is really knowing, right, which kind of client can you best serve and build a website and create content that's actually going to gravitate towards them. Because the reality is you cannot, you, you cannot capture them all as much as you want, right? As you very well uh, said now, as part of describing these different personas, one contradicts the other in some ways or another. So, you know, you should also look very well what suits best, you, best your personality and try to find the right match, right? Because if you are one of those persons that you're overly competitive, you want to have all of your number, all of your badges and all of your accomplishments right there and there in front of people, then go for a buyer persona that's going to actually want and appreciate that, right? Don't try to make yourself relevant for other kind of client that you're never going to be a good fit for just because of the way that you are personally and run your business. And I think that's one um, mistake that a lot of law firms make. They try to capture it all. And as we all know, that's a hard reality that a lot of law firms are not understanding yet. It, the market is huge, huge. And so you better focus on making good personal connections with a with a segment of that market and be the to-go choice for them than just be person targeting to everyone and not necessarily impressing anyone. Uh, Tom, that's really great. Um, 
insights that you're sharing. I wish we had had more time to talk about uh, different uh, users and, and, and what is it that they look for. Yeah, that, that, that's a really, really interesting topic. I think everyone enjoyed that part a lot. Thank you so much for great takeaways. Thank you for taking the time to come and, show, and share with us so many insights about Engage and in general of your experience dealing with law firms. And please come back soon and stay safe. Hey, anytime. You too. Stay safe. And thank you so much for having me on today. I really enjoyed it. This has been this has been great. Thank you so much. Thanks again. Thank you. Grace, what a great conversation with Tom. It's always fun to have the engaged crew here, right? Really, what's mind blowing with them is the amount of data that they have, right? And 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 one one thing that I really like about them is is how they are constantly testing things out, and that's exactly the right place to make tests because they have volume, right? They have thousands of visitors per day in each website. They have their widget installed in thousands of websites. So you can really get valuable statistical data. I sometimes struggle explaining people that have, you know, 100 visitors a month to their website, how A-B testing on their website may not necessarily be the most efficient way to actually optimize because it's not enough visitors to really be able to come down to the conclusion that it's an actual design element that is uh, influencing user behavior and not other factors. So Grace, let's now go through our takeaways, right? Although we've already been giving some really amazing takeaways. Let's go through ours. What would you say your first takeaway is? So I'd say my first takeaway has to do with be you, right? And you and I yeah. have talked about it so many times, right? Be authentic, be you. What I mean by be you is you cannot hit every single person and every website visitor or attract every website visitor to your law firm. Why? Because that's impossible. You need to be you, be authentic, be who you are. And that includes in your content, in your messaging and on the website, because you cannot get everybody to be your client. So focus on those that speak to who you are, be you. Yeah, absolutely, Grace. I mean, as, as big as you are, as big as your marketing budget is, it doesn't necessarily mean that the messaging is going to resonate with everyone, right? You may be seen, you may be known by anyone, doesn't mean that you're going to be everyone's favorite. So you might as well choose to attract the kind of client that you are more likely to match with and be a good fit for. So I think that's a great takeaway, Grace. What about our takeaway number two? Takeaway number two in my mind has to do with connecting with your client. You need to provide as many options as possible to connect with your client in the way they want to connect with you. Text message, email, chat bots, all of it needs to be included. Why? Especially right now, but always should have been included, but particularly now when everybody is disjointed in different places, working remotely, or just not nearby something that's quick and easy in that method that you want it. It needs to be in the method they want it. I, I agree with you, Grace. I also think that you need to be mindful, right? As Tom was talking through the conversation, is maybe maybe you need to also continue the conversation after it's been transferred to the next agent, to the intake agent, who's going to actually be 
taking care of converting the client into a signed client, maybe if they started through chat, maybe they want to continue the conversation through chat, right? Maybe they don't want to jump into a phone call right away. So um, it's not just about the conversion option on the website, but it's actually meeting the client and communicating with them where they are most comfortable and, when it's, and where it works the best for them. So that's a really great point, Grace. You know what? I'm going to go ahead for number three because I just saw your reaction on it that I would say like this has to be our takeaway as well, which is spell out your vanity numbers. Grace, I totally get it. Like you see the number 800 and then you see a bunch of letters and you're like, can I just can I just get the numbers, please? Like, can I just right. make it easy for me to dial? Yeah, I think that's just kind of like a super basic uh, website user experience thing. And you Grace, you thank you again. You can't click the call if you have the vanity up there. Yeah, there are ways. There are ways you can actually make it clickable, but not always, right? Uh, but not it always. Work on every and, platform because of that. Yeah. So and but but here's the thing: like you may be you're maybe on desktop seeing the number, and now you want to dial in your phone, right? So there is many different reasons why you want to do it. So, Grace, anyhow, I hear you. Thank you so much for another great conversation, and we'll be back next week, right? Yes, that's right. Thanks, Liel. Thank you. Stay safe. Bye. If you're not currently subscribed to Engage and would like to try it. Contact Engage and mention the promo code in camera and get $175 free credit towards your first five leads. So go on, check out the episode notes for contact details. If you like our show, make sure you subscribe, tell your co-workers, leave us a review and send us your questions at ask at incamerapodcast.com. We'll see you next week.